Hello and welcome back. Whoa, my voice just went away. Hello and welcome yeah. back to At the Kitchen Table with MagraWorks. I'm Coach Berg and as always, I'm here with Coach Trey. Hey guys. And we actually have a special guest today. Paula is joining. Paula is one of our clients and yeah, Paula, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Hi guys. So um, I am 31. I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, have been a client off and on with MacroWorks since I think April of 2020. I think that's when I officially joined mm -hmm. around that time period. Um, and I'm a dentist that's in residency specializing right now. So that's why we made the trek up to the Midwest. Um, yeah. Uh, and I have a seven month old named Ellie. So she eats up what little free time I have. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like know being a life. new yeah, mom you know, know it's crazy like I used to think that now that I have three kids people always say like don't you remember when you used to say how busy you were with one and I'm like honestly I feel like going from zero to one was harder was than really having hard. three yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean a lot of people feel like it's harder to have multiple but I'm like no being a first-time mom was way harder on me than it was having other kids so there's no tired like new mom tired for sure yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> yeah <sighs> Um, but yeah, anyways, we just wanted to have Paula on to kind of talk about her journey with us. And then she's also, if you don't follow her on social media, she's really, really passionate about like baby led weaning and feeding her daughter, like trying to introduce new foods for her. And so I think that's a really cool topic to kind of talk about. Um, because I know like for me, that was one of those things that I knew absolutely nothing about when I had Grayson. And I wish I would have had someone to listen to, to like, tell me like tips and tricks maybe, or just like that experience for you personally, it's so like powerful to hear from someone else's perspective, but I think we can kind of just start with your journey first and just talk about like how much you, um, how counting macros or even just like trying to be more health conscious with your food quality and things like that. And the things that we're trying to really implement and work on currently have impacted you. Yeah, for sure. So I guess I, I really feel like I had two phases with macro works. So mm -hmm. I, I have always struggled with my weight. I've always been a, like an overweight BMI and I'm, and when I say always, I mean, like, since I was a small child, I would right. go to the pediatrician's office and they'd be like, yeah, you're like to my parents, your child's overweight. You need to do something about this. Um, and you know, you hit that age where kids start calling you fat and you're like acutely aware that you yeah. are not fitting into the mold of society. Right. And so, um, I would kind of, as I became a teenager and an adult, I would restrict heavily, lose a couple pounds, say, this is for the birds, go back to binge eating, had a really emotional attachment to eating. Like it's always been something where I'm like, okay, I did good on this test. Let me go celebrate by getting ice cream or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Um, and so prior to joining MacroWorks, I got married and like most brides to be do, I restricted very heavily. I think I was eating like a thousand calories a day. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got a few pounds off, looked good in the dress, you know, was really happy about that. Um, but then you get married, you go on your honeymoon, you get comfortable. <laughs> My, uh, my husband, Jake cooks really good food and mm -hmm. has a very high metabolism. So I gained it all back and then some, um, and then the pandemic hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, fun Wonderful Thank for everybody. Go, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So 
yeah, like as a dentist, I, I lost my job. We didn't work in Texas for almost three months. Um, so all I did was eat chips and cookies. It was yeah. not I a good feel like you and also yeah. all other humans in the yeah, world around that time. Bunch of us. Yeah, all oh yeah. Walked yeah. in our houses. Oh. <laughs> yep. I was also one of those, uh, pandemic Peloton purchasers. Hey, all right. So I got a Peloton <laughs> in March of 2020 and, um, Shout out. I, I think she's still a client of y'all's, but Jen Wimpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So she was a, she's a good friend of mine and we went and shout got breakfast. I know. Shout out to the Wimpies. They're really yes. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she started telling me about MacroWorks because I was complaining about all the pounds that I had put on and I was like, oh, that, that just kind of sounds like another diet, Jen. And she's like, well, I'm not doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it to gain muscle because she's yeah. awesome and does CrossFit and all beast. that. Yeah. In a she's, good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And uh, did y'all's 10 day, you know, introduction to the two macro works. Um, and it was it was awesome because I had a lot of free time. I had a husband who cooked and was really supportive. So he like would weigh everything for me. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, a big, but, um, I wasn't really thinking about changing any of my like food qualities because I had no health problems. Like for me, it was all about just shedding the pounds and trying to fit into smaller clothes. So, (laughs) Gosh, I like look back at my diary on my fitness pal. It's so embarrassing. Hey, no, like, you're right there with join you. the club. Yeah. I was yeah. a coach for another company and I was still eating like that. That's yeah. worse. Like, but yeah. I feel like when we know better, we do better. And when we don't yeah. know better, we're just kind of going with what people tell us that we think are telling us the right thing. Yeah. Um, and we have podcasts about that before because it's I'm not gonna go off on my rant because I can forever. I feel like it's something I'm very passionate about when it comes to things like that. But I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is something that we really try to push in our clients. Um, because a lot of people that come to us have that, like if it fits your macros, like mindset, which is great. I lost a hundred pounds doing it, but I wasn't healthy by any means. And so I think that that's a big disconnect for people. What, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're fine. And I mean, that's, that's definitely what I did. Cause I, I think when I joined with you guys, I was maybe like 175, 180, like hovering in that range. And then I got all the way down to between 140 and 145 in like, you know, that eight month period that I was doing macro work for the first time. So, I mean, it was definitely working, but like you can't eat a Dunkin's blueberry donut and then a premier protein shake just to balance it out. Right. And, we should have you know, been be sponsored by premier back then. Right. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Which is what I was doing. Um, no, you know what a funny thing is, Paula, you'll appreciate this, but I had an, uh, a previous client that came back and she was like, I can't start till Monday because I haven't bought premieres yet. And I was like, oh, hon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we do things yeah. different now. I was like, you can totally have premieres if you want them. I was like, but I haven't had one in years. Not because I don't, I, cause I, it's just cause I don't need them anymore. I used to think that that was like the only way that I could get protein, but I was like, Oh, well, yeah, it is when you're eating donuts and things like that. all day. It's a good tool. I still put it in my, I put um, fair life, which is similar into my coffee every morning, just because it's better than creamer. And I want absolutely. So, but yeah, so then the holidays hit and I was like, Oh, I'm my goal weight. I'm on maintenance. I'm, I don't need macro works anymore. Like <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy the holidays and gained it all back. Not just over the holidays, but like, right. Yeah. 
holidays. Plus we were moving. Plus I got pregnant and I definitely did. No big deal. You just, just got pregnant. Life happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got pregnant and thought I can eat whatever I want. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Me too, girl. Three times. Back yeah. To that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing too. Like I went, I, when I delivered Ellie, I was 210 pounds, mm-hmm. which is, I'd never been that heavy. And obviously I had a baby in yeah. me, but, right. but like, that's, that's a substantial amount of weight gain. Um, and towards the end of my pregnancy, I was incredibly uncomfortable. I couldn't work out starting like middle of my second trimester. Cause I'd gained so much weight. So I know I'm just going to say it for the world now to hold me accountable. If I get <laughs> pregnant again, that, is not the road that I want to go down. And I know you have a lot of clients that have done macro works through pregnancy and just mm-hmm. been very conscientious of how it's they hard. It's, it, it is hard, but I, I do want to touch on that. Like I just made a post about that actually today with a client that was texting me about her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had known what being healthy was when I was pregnant. Like I really, like, I don't get me wrong. I'm not ever saying I want to have another baby because that factory is closed down. <laughs> that will never happen again. But I really do wish that I could go back in time for anything. If it, if it were for anything, it would be to redo my pregnancies and be healthy and actually enjoy them because yeah. I, that I didn't know better back then. And now I do, but that's why I think I'm so passionate about helping women now that are pregnant because I'm like, you're pregnant still. Like you don't have to be perfect. Absolutely not. We don't right. even like track macros with our client, our pregnant clients. Like we do it a different way. Um, but it's more about like health conscious things and like making sure reading the right amount of calories and not restricting too much or not overeating too much and all of that fun stuff that goes into it. But the main thing is just promoting a healthy lifestyle and promoting like healthy habits with that. So you're right. still eating in a surplus cause you're gaining obviously, but we're just trying to make you feel good yeah. what you do in so. a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy yeah. and controlled way. Definitely. And I think the silver lining, so like I said, I'm 31 and I think going through pregnancy when you're a little bit older, you know, they're, they're watching you very carefully. They're checking you for a lot of stuff. I think they do that in general, but like, it was definitely a conversation that I had a lot with my OB of you're putting on weight. You're really uncomfortable. It made doing my job really hard. Um, as a resident, like performing surgeries was just really difficult as soon as I kind of blew up in weight. And so it was the first time in my life where like, obviously I didn't, I didn't care that I was fat because you're pregnant. Who cares about that? But I cared that my body wasn't doing what it could, what I wanted it to. And that was directly related to the weight that I was putting in and the food that I was fueling my body with. Right. And that was like such a light bulb moment for me. Cause I'd never, ever, ever thought about weight loss that way, or, you know, what foods I was feeding myself that way. And that that's when I started researching, um, for myself after pregnancy for postpartum, how to like support breastfeeding and what foods I could eat. That's when I started, um, first kind of dabbling in nutrition for like long-term health, especially with things like dementia and diabetes, which both run in my family. Mm -hmm. And when Ellie was born, you know, like every parent has that moment where they they're holding their child and they're like dreaming about all the wonderful things that this child has potential to do. And I was like, the one, if I could give my, a gift to Ellie, the one thing I would want to give her is to have a good relationship with food yeah, and to just like move her body and like, just take care of her body because then she gets, you know, that many more years of just feeling good in her skin. Um, and that's what kind of kicked me off into baby led weaning. But it's also why, like, I think I 
I came back to MacroWorks, what, like maybe two months after she was born. I gave yeah, myself so, kind of time yeah. to like get my back in that um, routine, yeah, or get my routine, routine. <laughs> yeah. go back to work, get my breastfeeding established. But I like knew that I, you know, I wanted to do it differently this time. And mm-hmm. I feel like our conversations um, as my coaches have been a lot different because they've been around like, Hey, what, you know, what foods support brain development and like prevent dementia. And um, I know Trey, you gave me a really great recommendation. The genius foods book. Yeah. I've been, yeah. like loved that book. Oh yeah. It's really good. Um, so yeah. So the weight's definitely coming off slower this time, but I'm so much happier and I'm like learning oh, if I eat this, it fuels my body this way. If I eat this, I feel like poop the next day, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. I wish that you could just like copy and paste that to literally every single client we have, because that is, yeah. <laughs> that's the mindset that we really, really try to push people to have. And it's probably the hardest thing to do because of that emotional attachment that we have to food, especially if you're on a nutrition program, like you have some kind of food issue or you wouldn't be needing help. And so it's a very emotional thing and tough thing to talk to clients about because we see what you're eating. And I used to be that person. And it's a very like hard thing to really like tell people why we want them to not only just focus on losing body weight, but we want to actually do this for life and to be healthy. Right. And if we're just focused on that scale and the number, we're missing the point. And so I love that you had that light bulb moment this time around. And as your coach working with you, I can tell like the biggest difference. And I've told you this before, I can just see and feel the difference with you. And I think that kids do that to us too. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say stuff like, well, I can't be healthy because I have kids or I can't eat healthy because I have kids. And I'm like, that is why you should be healthy. Like yeah. what if our, our society like has programmed our minds to almost be like reversed and backwards on these topics that it like blows my mind that people can reason that way. And so it's just a breath of fresh air to like work with someone who was willing to listen, willing to adapt and try new things, maybe things that you've never tried before. Maybe you have, um, but you're so coachable and you are a client that literally like takes what we say and it like, you understand it and you ask questions and you reach out. If you don't understand, you reach out when you struggle. And that's like literally a dream for us because that's not always the case. (laughs) Most of the time, well, not most of the time, some of the time, it's almost like pulling teeth, trying to get people just to eat it one meal better. And so, um, I love, I love that you are a first time mom that's working so hard for herself because you have a baby, not putting yourself on the back burner because you have a baby, which is so what so many moms do because they feel like that's a selfless act. Like you're putting your child first, but in reality, they're actually not putting their child first because how are you going to be able to be around for your child for a long time? If you're not taking care of yourself first, how are you going to lead your child down the right path of just knowing, thinking that healthy is just normal. Like, can you imagine growing up and just no- thinking that a healthy lifestyle was normal? Like that blows like that was not the case for us. And so the fact that you're breaking those chains and giving your child a different chance to not have those issues with food and just to grow up knowing what healthy is, is just really amazing. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, I like, I know that my parents also had disordered eating and yeah. they did exactly what you, you know, you said they, prioritized, like in a different way, taking care of me. 
Um, and, and they don't mean bad. Yeah. No. And no, most and parents you, don't. I, they, they think they're doing it out of love, but yeah, it's yeah. just what society has programmed our minds to think of how we're supposed to be. And it's right. backwards. <laughs> and, and it's really, it's hard to break generational habits. Oh, yeah. It's so hard. And so, you know, if there's any clients listening that are first time parents or parents in general, and they're like, well, you know, I just don't, I really truly don't have the time or whatever, just I think the the thing that encourages me is you like seeing how it played out in my life. I just, I can't imagine having my kid or kids have to go through that as well. And so putting in the effort and, um, loving yourself now, like from a, the standpoint of moving your body and nutritionally is going to have, like, it's going to reap so many more benefits mm-hmm. in your, in your kids later. And so I think that's what keeps me motivated and on those oh, days where I'm like, man, I just want a blueberry donut from time right. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes it's okay. Yeah. That's another yeah, thing. It, like, yeah, like people think that, that if you go like the other way extreme, which I did that also, like I am very nope. much like a <laughs> teach from example coach, because most of the stuff that I preach to <laughs> yeah. you guys are things that I've also done myself and learned the hard way that, Hey, that doesn't really work. And so I went from like doing the, if it fits your macros, eating donuts for breakfast and pizza for dinner every single day, and then putting a bandaid on it by drinking a premiere for breakfast, lunch, and dinner also (laughs) just to get my protein up. And then whenever I, like you mentioned, like doing research for myself and realizing like, look, I, I was different. Like I looked really healthy. I had the six pack. I had everything, but I was not healthy by any means. I was crashing at 3 PM. I didn't feel good. I wasn't leading my kids well. And so for me, it was like, man, like something's got to give, like I did this to be healthy and I feel more unhealthy now than I ever have. And so I really changed my relationship with food and started doing my own research and realizing that like, just because you lost weight doesn't mean you were healthy. And that's what my mind told me. That's what I was always told as growing up as girls, like we're on guys too, but I feel like we're always told like, you have to look a certain part or you have to be skinny, 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 skinny. And it's like, skinny is not the goal. Healthy is the goal. And by default, yeah, you might be skinny if you're healthy, but I'm like probably what 10 pounds more than I was a couple of years ago. And that's a good thing. I was very, uh, not underweight, but I was very restrictive with the way I ate and I was eating only clean. Like I was only, I went the other extreme, like only chicken and veggies for every single meal, nothing else. And that's not healthy either. And so now we kind of preach like the 80, 20 rule. And so, yeah, don't go eat blueberry donuts every single day and think that's okay. But the beauty of macros is like, if Paula had like a luncheon with work or something, and it was a catered meal, she doesn't have to panic and think I can't eat or I failed. It's not one of those two things. Like you can, you can have those moments occasionally. That's not what she does every single day. And that's okay. No, that's exactly it. I don't know why I went off on that, but (laughs) no, you're, you're fine. Like I mentioned, like I am losing weight slower this time around than I did initially. Um, and it's because of things like that. Like I, mm-hmm. I have days that I have real life work or real life or whatever. And instead of it being anxiety inducing, which is also something that can get passed on to your kids. Like <laughs> yes. I watched my mom diet so many times growing up and like constantly being unhappy with herself. Like I, yeah, you know, of yeah. course I'm going to think that that's normal. And so, you know, when, when I'm preparing meals in front of Ellie and I know she's only seven months old, she doesn't understand what I'm saying, but I don't say things like, oh, this is bad for me. If I, you know, have something that's high carb, high sugar or whatever, I just say, this is what's prepared for us. And it's going to fuel me in this way. And, you know, maybe next, uh, next meal, I'm going to try and have a salad 
because I haven't had a salad today yet or whatever. Um, I just, it's a, it's a very different mindset, but it takes a lot of reframing how you talk about food and think about it. Um, and that's like, I know we're going to talk about baby led weaning, but that Mm -hmm. whole movement, that's the goal of it is to like reframe food from being, this is bad. And this is good to this fuels me. And this is a treat or, you know, whatever we call it with our kids. Um, and I didn't start this when my kids were little, because when I had kids, I was very unhealthy still. So when they were babies, like kudos to you, because if another thing, if I can go back in time, obviously have a couple more than just one, I would (laughs) go back and start with my kids from the very beginning. Cause I was one of those moms that thought it was cute. Like when they were eating like cookies or like, Oh, let's give them all this pasta and like things like that. And it wasn't intentionally bad. Of course, like I wasn't meaning to do it in a negative way. I just didn't know better. Cause that's what we were eating every single night. And so that's what they ate every single night. But that's the point really like your kids do what you do. So if you want your kids to grow up healthy, speaking of kids, hi, Macy walking yeah. right now, <laughs> talking about you. Um, if you want your kids to grow up healthy, then you by default have to be healthy. Like, I mean, that's not every single case. Don't get me wrong. There's healthy kids when your parents aren't healthy, but you're giving your kids a fighting chance when you're mimicking that behavior that you want them to have. And so whenever I first got healthy, I had to break those habits with my kids too. And that wasn't easy. That was so hard. And so I wish I had started when they were just babies, but kids are adaptable. And my kids, like, it wasn't one of those things that I was like forcing them. Like you can't have these things. Like we're not like that either. Cause that's going to cause more issues than it is good. Uh, yep. Yep. But we do tell, like, are we preach to our kids? Like we are very logical. Like if you talk to them and just tell them like, why we eat healthy. Like you mentioned, like these things make you feel good. And for our kids, we call them fun foods and growing foods. Like we get fun foods. Our fun foods are like ice cream on Fridays. If you had a good week or we don't really like to use it as a reward. Sometimes we'll do it like a random Tuesday night. Like if we're just, we have a free night, like, do y'all want to get an ice cream cone? It's not something we do every week or every every day, but those are the fun foods that we have some of the time and occasionally and in moderation, but we have as much growing foods as we want. So anytime they come home and they're hungry, we have a cabinets full of, um, like healthy snacks that they can have. We have drawers full of fruit. We have fruit sitting out on the counter. We have those veggie trays, like literally things like that. That's like, you're hungry. You can snack as much as you want on your growing foods. Cause we want our muscles to grow big. We want to be able to run and play and keep up with our friends. And like kids understand that if you just explain it to them and then fun foods are the things that we get that don't make us feel very good. And honestly, like we just like letting our kids kind of take control of that. And if they want candy, like we let them have candy in moderation. Like we get to do things like that in moderation and let them learn how it feels they honestly, now they don't even want that stuff. Like Grayson has. He plays he had, football right now. Yeah. And so it, <laughs> he is really like, well, he's thinking about what he's eating. He's like, okay, if I have a grilled cheese, I need to have, a, you know, he's like, yeah. okay, a grilled cheese. Will How to balance that. But I also want to have grapes on the side because I don't want to get sick while I'm at practice. Yeah. He's like, so I want, you know, right. I want to just, feel fueled. You yeah. know, and he's our really picky eater. So grilled cheese is, <laughs> is super <laughs> for what he But eats, we do but, make yeah. some like we'll do, use he like the Dave's killer and, bread and yeah. we'll do like I, I say this wrong, but G instead it's of like ghee instead yeah. of regular butter. <laughs> Told you I'd mispronounce yeah, something. Just little things like um, that. Little yeah. things like that swaps for him. But it is really awesome. Like the older your kids get to look forward to this because you actually see like the fruits of your labor coming to life and they start doing these things naturally. And you're like, Oh my gosh. It's so like Grayson went to, he had like a last year at like Valentine's or something. I remember I showed up to his party and his mom (laughs) knew what I like, or not his mom, his teacher knew what I did for a living. So she knows I'm a nutrition coach. And so we came into his party and she was like, 
like pulled me over to the side and she's like, I just wanted to let you know that like, you have such a good kid. Like, I know that you don't allow Grayson to eat donuts. And when I handed him out this morning, he said, no, thank you. And he just said, he just listened so well. And I was like, huh? I was like, I, I never told him he couldn't have donuts. Like I would absolutely let him have a donut at a Valentine's day party. Like, why would you like, that's just Grayson. Like if you asked him today and most of my kids, like of course Brody's a little, but a little different, but he still eats a lot of vegetables, but for like most of my kids, if you ask, like, do you want donuts? They're like, no, they make my stomach hurt or they make me feel icky. I don't want them. And so they're, they're figuring that out for themselves because they eat healthy the majority of the time with us. And so when they eat those things, they feel the negative effects it has on them and they don't even want them anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things that like, you don't have to force it on your kids and you don't have to be a Nazi about it and make them eat better. You eat better and they follow your example. That's how it works. Like that's the driving force. And so kudos to you for starting her so young because she's just going to grow up and naturally gravitate towards those healthy options because that's what she knows. Yeah. 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 That's so, um, you guys touched on, I I don't know if you guys have ever heard of baby led weaning, but Mm -hmm. It's basically, it's an alternative to parent led weaning, which is the traditional way that you wean a baby from breast milk or formula onto solid foods. Um, and they have something called division of responsibility and the parents are responsible for selecting the foods and offering them at specific times. But the child is responsible for deciding whether they want to eat and how much they're going to eat. And like, you basically just explained what happens when you lay that foundation when they're, you know, like older preteens, teenagers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, that's just really cool to kind of see that play out older yeah. in, in older it, kids, but it is cool. And uh, we did baby lead winning, but again, well, I, I don't know if we did it with Grayson. I was more of like the, we baby, I didn't know any better, but like he, I'm pretty sure I just fed him like the typical baby food. And now he's my picky, the pickiest kid in the universe. So I'm not like saying hundred percent, but there might be some correlation there. Cause my other two kids are not like that. And with, they'll eat yeah. anything, especially Brody. But I feel like mine was like a trickle, like the first one, yeah. Grayson, poor first kid. I didn't know any better. And so his was just literally like, I'm going to do whatever the internet yeah. tells me or whatever whatever my doctor says, and I'm not going to do any research for myself. This is what they say. So I did. And then, um, with Macy, I felt like I was a little bit more in tune, but I still just, I had no clue what healthy was at the time. And so those are the habits that I really handed to her when she was a baby, but she was so little when I finally got healthy that I don't feel like it was very ingrained in her at that point. Um, so she was very easy to kind of like, she just naturally started doing what her parents were doing. We eat the same things most of the time. Like we do things like that, that are healthy options for her. And so she thinks that's normal too. And then with Brody, I felt like that was when I finally, um, really got really in depth, like, okay, why am I feeding my kids this stuff? Like, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. Like I'm trying to use like my logical side of my brain here, even though like everyone else has told me other things like this doesn't feel right to me. And that's kind of when I started doing my own research with Brody And then I started doing like the real kind of baby led weaning like you do. But with my other two, my baby led weaning was like, I'm going to do a pound of spaghetti on your high chair and see how much you can eat. Like I had no clue. So that was what I did. But um, anyways, all that to say, like if you are a parent listening to this and your kids are older and they're not babies, like don't feel like you're defeated and you can't start trying to implement those healthy habits with them too. 
be like, I am a very big advocate of like being honest with your kid and explaining why you do things. Obviously kid appropriate for most of the things I do with my children. I just explain why, like I mentioned, like, this is why we eat healthy. And for me, like my kids remember when I was bigger, well, the older two do. And so all I have to do, like, I tell them, like, when, do you remember when mommy was unhealthy and like, I couldn't run and jump on the trampoline with you? Like, I couldn't go outside and play basketball with you. I never got off the couch. I never did those things. Like my kids remember that mom that I used to be. And so now I tell them like the reason we want you to be active, the reason we want you to eat really a lot of growing foods, as many growing foods as you can. And only some fun foods is because when mommy ate mostly fun foods, this is why I couldn't play with you. This is why I was unhealthy. This is why I looked the way I did. And now my life is completely different because I want to be healthy and feel good. And I want to live life and play with you guys. And that's what I want for you too. And they understand. Yeah. And so that's to the mom or the dad out here listening. If you are, <laughs> um, that you're like, well, crap, my kid's nine. <laughs> like I'm, I've yeah. already screwed them up. Like, no, it's <laughs> nope. not too late. Yeah, like, you can change late. your life with them. Do it yeah. together, like yeah. lead the way and lead by example. Yeah. Um, but did you want to go into a little bit of detail, like how you do baby led weaning with Ellie? Sure. So we started when she was uh, six months. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a couple things you want to make sure your baby's able to do that. They're like reaching towards food. So they're already interested and that they can sit up on them on them. Their own is a big thing. And then if you had a preemie, you want to do six months adjusted age. Um, but yeah, we just, we start by, uh, offering her, her first food is avocado and then Mm -hmm. banana and then oatmeal. And then we kind of just progressed up. She's uh, not on chicken legs. Um, today I love her little mash. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching your stories because she's yeah. so stinking cute. Would you had like spinach and yogurt today? Didn't yep, you? We had spinach yesterday. Yeah. So the idea is that you're trying to get them before they hit one to be an independent non-picky eater because mm-hmm. they're going to hit a phase after one where they lose about 20% of the foods that they've been you know, that they've tried up to that point. So my goal for Ellie is that she'll try a hundred foods before she turns a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, we do five a week. Um, so a different fruit, vegetable, starch, meat, and then the last day right before the weekend. So we can monitor her as an allergy food. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did actually end up having an allergy to egg, which was kind of scary for me to watch. Like, I think I was just like, oh yeah, she's going to be fine. And then she ended up with a pretty mm-hmm. um, severe allergy to egg. So she can't have anything with egg right now, but the good news is, is most babies outgrow that before yeah. one Brody year. had an egg allergy, pretty severe. And yeah. I would say he's, he had it until probably last probably year recently, yeah. and he's sick. So he did yeah. grow out of it, but it took yeah. about six years. He yeah. could have it. And like, it went from when he was little, the first time he had it, he projectile vomited everywhere, broke out in hives, his face oh. swelled up. And it was terrifying. Cause I was scared that his, I'd never had a kid with a food allergy. Yeah. And then the doctor just said, don't give it to him anymore. And then start slowly start to reintroduce it later. And then, um, but he had it like on accident, like a couple of years later, he took a bite of Trey's mom's, um, she was eating scrambled eggs and he actually, he grabbed it. He was probably like two and he grabbed it off of her plate and stuck it in his mouth immediately projectile vomited everywhere, but he didn't break out this time and he didn't swell. So it was better. It got better. Yeah. Yeah. And then. There's a lot of, there's really good longitudinal research that shows the earlier you introduce allergens, the less likely they are to have a sphere allergy. doesn't mean they won't, but Mm -hmm. so that was, that's kind of the idea behind giving them peanut and egg and dairy and all these things at six months where, whereas they think they used to tell us to wait till after a year and ended up not working, working very well. So, 
Um, so yeah, we're hopeful that she'll, you know, be able to at least become more egg intolerant instead of allergic because her dad's is egg intolerant. So we knew it was kind of a higher risk for her. Mm -hmm. Um, but all the other allergens that she's tried, she's tried five now have been totally fine. So, um, so yeah, and it's just, it's really the mindset is as the parent, I'm going to like take a step back and not control how much you're going to eat. I'm going to trust that you as my child know when you're hungry and when you're full and can teach yourself those cues um, so that you're not sitting there trying to like, you know, force, force food. Yeah. Down yeah. I love that. I yeah. feel like a lot of adults can learn that lesson I know, as well. If I leave something on the plate, I'm still oh like, God. oh, am I allowed to like Isn't get out crazy? my hair? <laughs> yeah. We talked about this before, but it's almost like, cause our parents grew up in a different generation. And I feel yeah. like a lot of those people that age, that's how they were taught. You finish everything on your plate because yep. I paid money for this food and you're going to eat it. And so that's yeah. kind of like what we're programmed to do. And so it's very hard to break that habit. And yep. I can't tell you how many clients have like texted me when they go over or they have a bad day and they're like, well, I just couldn't help it. Like I couldn't throw out my leftovers or I couldn't <laughs> let my kids throw away I their know. food it's and so I had hard. to eat it. And I'm like, your health is more important than the 25 cent buy of a corn dog <laughs> that you had to throw away. Like it's okay, but yeah. it is, it's so hard to break that habit, but that's another topic for another day. I keep getting like squirrel, <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's two good resources. I recommend if a client is interested in doing this with their baby, there's a book called eat the eight, which goes over all the research with allergens. If you're like really scared, like I was, that's a good book to read. Um, and it's very good, solid research. And then there's a podcast uh, called Baby Led Weaning Made Easy by a registered dietitian that just specializes in this. Um, you can find that on like Spotify if you're interested in that. Yeah, and that's very cool. Those are the two things that I use to teach myself. And um, so far it's working. So she's, awesome. had, uh, she's had 31 different foods already and she's so just shy awesome. of eight months. That's, That's cool. awesome. Keep posting those. Cause they make yeah. me, I, I don't know. I feel like they make me happy every time I see yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but cool. anyways, thank you so much, Paula, for coming on. You are officially yeah. our first guest we've ever Ooh. had on the podcast <laughs> as a client. So yay. Welcome. And you know, it's crazy. I was just thinking back when you told the story about how Jennifer is the one that, um, told you about, it. I had no clue. Yeah, I didn't. I, I feel yeah. like I've known you forever, even though we've actually <laughs> never met Jennifer too. I feel like our Jen, yes. um, wimpy, I feel like I've never met her either, but there there's yeah. a, quite a few clients that I've, I've worked with over a certain amount of time. And I feel like when you talk and text with people every single day, you yeah. kind of get to know them and you feel like, you know, them in real life, but you've never actually met them in real life. So right. it's really cool to see you face to face. It's not yeah. the first time I've seen your face, but yeah. <laughs> We'll have to do like a, a San Antonio MacroWorks clients. Thing. I would <laughs> love with only healthy that. food options. That's yes. right, exactly. Macro friendly, <laughs> healthy options. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and talking about baby lead weaning. I know there's probably a lot of mamas right now that are appreciating all of your advice and listening to this and are there just like, thank you. I didn't even know what to do. Um, but I think I really wanted to do a podcast episode anyways about like kids health and nutrition and how like we navigate our kids health too. And if that's something you want us to go into like more detail about, if you're listening, let us know. We kind of touched a little bit on that. Um, and maybe we'll have Paula back on. Maybe we'll have Paula back on. Give a different yeah. perspective. Um, I am not a pro baby led weaning unless you want to know how to make like pasta and cake and stuff for your kid to eat, but uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um, 
But anyways, I'm going to quit blabbing now and we will let you go. But as always, we want feedback from you guys listening. So if there is a topic you would like us to talk about, I know this one was a little bit um, off what we normally talk about, which is why I wanted to do I love it. it. I'm glad I we loved about it. This. Yeah, I think this, this was great. great. I want to do more like this. So let us know what you want to hear and we will talk about it or we'll try to bring someone else on the show that can talk about it if we can't. Um, and if you're a client listening to this and you want to come on and tell your story, we would love to have you. So reach out and we will talk to you guys next time. All right. Thanks again, Paula. Bye. Bye.